thank you for taking the time out to listen to this SME SOS podcast special. Our worlds have been turned upside down and we are now facing a business landscape that we could never have foreseen or planned for. I hope that through this series, I can help those who own small businesses, as well as those dreaming of being their own boss through this most difficult time. I'll be tackling the issues we're all facing within business, recapping some of the best pieces of advice shared in the week, as well as revisiting past episodes of Conversations of Inspiration for golden nuggets of insight and much more. I'd like to thank NatWest, Dell, 3 and Royal Mail for joining us in supporting the small business community at this unprecedented time and helping to bring this free podcast to life. Bow your head and let your eyelids close on down Where we're going you won't need to bring your frown We find ourselves in week three of lockdown Where on one hand I feel like I am, well, becoming used to the new normal in a way That life within my own home is finding a new rhythm And yet, on the other hand, in the outside world We know that the weeks ahead of us will be some of the hardest As we move towards the peak Every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, I have been welcoming experts to Instagram Live to hear firsthand not only how they are coping with things in their own businesses, but any words of advice that they can share. My first guest this week was a brilliant Will Butler-Adams, CEO and honorary founder of Brompton Bikes. You might recall his podcast episode last year, so worth a listen, as his description of leadership and spreading the stars across all his staff so that they can shine together as one was one of the most brilliant and beautiful thoughts I've heard from a leader. Please do have a listen if you can. When talking to Will this week from Brompton HQ, we covered a whole number of topics, but what for me shone through was the need to maintain a long-term view, even in the harshest of short-term situations, as well as the importance of trusting your team. very much for joining us tell me how are you at the moment um in reality it was just gangbusters it it it, it ripped through europe so fast um and the net result of that was that we lost 30 percent maybe a bit more of our sales in a week uh, which we're just not ready for and now we're producing about two-thirds of the bikes and we have got some customers we've got um as it happens we've put a couple of hundred of our bikes from our bike half fleet into the NHS, and we've got some cunning plans to try and do a bit more in that area. So we're muddling along. And and Will, just tell me, you've got, I've been to your factory, unbelievable place. I looked out over that balcony and there was just this sea of machinery and people. Tell me, what are you doing? Because every single key, you know, each station seemed to have a different person on it. What are you doing with your workers now? Because that was one huge operation. And I'm thinking, Will, if you think about the people who are listening today, it's small businesses who don't have the factory the size of you. But what have you done with your workers and how have you managed shifts differently? So it doesn't matter how big or small you are. You've got the the biggest challenge that we face, I would suggest, is the emotional challenge. Because there's a huge amount of fear. Rightly so, but in some cases we can get so distracted by the immediate fear 
that it might cause us bigger problems for us, our staff, our families further down the road. We've had a combination of our sales have fallen off a cliff, our staff, anyone who's a vulnerable member of staff, we sent them home weeks ago. Yeah. Anybody who's, um, who's not feeling well is self-isolating. So that knocks out about 30%, 35% of our staff. Anyone who can't come into work is working from home, which has been a, actually quite a, an awesome um, learning curve for all of us. Yeah, and, um, I would but, agree. But the, but, the, but the effect of that has meant that we've reconfigured the factory so that we're, we're, we're basically moving people further apart so the lines are running at half speed. So, um, you know, we're doing our best. I mean, but how can you prepare? We were talking earlier, weren't we? I mean, no business has ever dealt with anything like this. And it will be quite interesting on the other side because, you know, now we've gone through this. I don't think one business is ever going to not have a sort of a structure in place um, because, you know, we, what if this ever happened again? But I would, I, before we go into that, I just wanted to ask you, the small business community is watching now. Um, tell me about what you think, what you think about small businesses at the moment and um, just any advice or any comfort that you can give them at the moment or any tips. So I do have a sense that there is a community uh, feel rippling through uh, the country, in fact, globally, and there is a sense of trying to support the smaller business, trying to support the independent, and also a sense that the the less um, stuff between you, the consumer, and the product that you're w willing to buy, um, the better. Um, what do you mean by that? Less stuff. Logistics, distribution yeah. hubs, shops, margin. You know all the millions of little things that go on whereas if you're talking to somebody who makes something they can put it in the post and you're going to get yeah. it and yes. there's a certain going back to basics and trusting um the local the human face and i think for all of us there is real opportunity i mean whenever you look at really tough crises in business and it doesn't matter whether we're talking about 2008 or the Great Depression or, or, or wars, there are opportunities. And for businesses that are small, nimble and have real integrity, you are able to move and respond way quicker to the to changing world. And the world is going to change. We are not going to go back. And smaller businesses have the opportunity to, to respond to that far quicker than the larger lockdown, VC-backed, massive great beasts. So I think no matter that a lot of these businesses must be feeling a huge amount of pain, there is still a lot of opportunity. And if you can just hold your business in one piece while we're going through this and not throttle it so hard that it doesn't have the capability to rebound, because we've got to start thinking about where we're going to be in three months and six months rather than three days in a week, then I think there is some fantastic opportunity for all of us on the other side of this to to get behind the positives that have come out of this pretty tragic situation. I'm just going to ask you a question that's come in. Johnny-Ham89 um, wants to ask, Will, how can small businesses sensitively market themselves at this time? Because I think a, a number of us, not myself, but and I think maybe it's a British thing, I don't know, feel slightly like they shouldn't be marketing themselves they should be quite quiet quite sensitive etc etc but actually you know 
these small businesses, if they do not get out there and are hungry for opportunities, start morphing things, turning things around, pivoting, they're not going to be here. And I just want to, I wondered if you shared my sentiment there. Really tricky. I think that the, the world sort of needs less stuff. We've been spending far too much time buying a whole load of guff we don't really need. We need less stuff, but better quality, really lovely, gorgeous stuff that, that, that'll last and, and that, that adds value over a period of time rather than cluttering up, you know, landfill. And I think um, we need happiness. So I think if, if you're in an industry where you're delivering any of that, I think you've got every right to be proud of what you're doing, to engage with people, to... To, 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 to speak honestly, I think what we don't need at the moment is sort of over, o, o, over the top sort of, you know, marketing -y stuff. But if you've got a product that you love, that your customer will love and make them happy, you know, we need a bit of happiness. Poor people are, st are stuck in their houses. And, you know, if they can get a little something through the post that make them all happy and excited, good on you. You're contributing because we need to feel good. It's pretty tough out there. It's a bit lonely. So... You know, I think there's nothing to be shy about. Yeah. And again, where I started um, when we were chatting, we have a crisis, but we also have a life to live for the next, hopefully, many years. So we can't just forget about that. We need to protect mm. our futures, mm. our welfare, rather mm. than our immediate, mm. just focusing on our immediate health. Mm. Um, mm. And I think we all have a role there. Of course, we've got to protect ourselves in the absolute current but we've got to make sure we keep looking up and caring for the business and the longer term welfare and the longer term and our, and our customers. I think businesses can, as you just said, if you are listening, if you are open to it, there are so many things that we can learn. Yep. Tell me what you think that so far you would say is your lesson that you're going to be taking into Brompton Bikes going forward. So for me, and it's, it's, it's reinforcing something that I believe in extremely strongly. Um, you have a contract between you and your staff. And that contract is, 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 is trust. You trust them to try their bloody best for your business and to, to, to turn up to give most of their life for your business, which is their business too. But that trust is tested when things don't go according to plan and it's very old school but i believe strongly that that at a time like this this is when you find out you know whether you actually stand up for what you believe in we are trying hard and have set our ambition that we keep our team together at brompton um, there is a real risk to all of us from this coronavirus, but, but actually there is also a very, very big risk to my staff if they lose their jobs. Um, it may mm. be not be so immediate, but the impact on their lives, because mm. when at the back of this, jobs are not going to be easy to find. So we have been quick to, to, to lock down to try and protect our cash. Um, we are using furlough. But everything we are doing is to keep our team together and not to lose any of our staff so that on the back of this, we're protecting everybody so that we are all going to be together in six months, 12 months and three years time from today. The real and if I'm sure we will come through this, I'm absolutely convinced. But my God, we'll be a rock solid team when we do, because we'll be proud 
that we've 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 stuck together. I mean, I've got guys out there making bikes. Uh, I've got an amazing team. We're supporting each other. People who can't be in, there's no nobody's feeling bad about it. They're not in because they can't be in for good reason. And those that can be in are in. Mm-hmm. And you know, mm-hmm. and, and that is that's bloody good. And that's mm-hmm. what we want to hold on to. Gosh, what a man. Every time I speak to him, I just want to hear more and more from him. I think his thoughts on the strength and bond that teams will have coming out the other side is just so true. I know I certainly feel it with my own team. If you want to hear more from Will, then do head over to holly.co where you can watch the full video or listen to his previous podcast episode with me. Leadership and team is such a central theme to so many of my conversations. It really goes to show you that when you have a strong team that's united, there is nothing this group of people cannot achieve. In fact, the motto here at Holly & Co is the famous Margaret Mead quote, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has It reminded me of a wonderful conversation with the incredible Sahar Hashimi, who founded Coffee Republic, and her thoughts on the power of bringing together the right team. At the beginning, the people we had were, you know, they didn't have great CVs. They were just great people that sort of somehow believed in us as the founders. So, you know, the culture was very much... Bobby and I were the culture and then they were the same culture because we were very close. We worked from home, like at my kind of mum's home, which was a real shock, um, you know, kind of moving back home when you start. And then we moved into this. We got the end of this wonderful lease in an office in Albemarle Street. So we were like up there, gorgeous kind of little attic we had. And we just had this amazing team. I just remember we had this wonderful receptionist and she was so sort of creative that she actually got interested in all the property. So she, you know, moved to property. I mean, people just were, you know, agile, moving to the area they enjoyed you know then with the other receptionist was really great at marketing so yeah. it was helped me on that you know what I mean everyone yeah. just very raw everyone moved, you're everyone, looking at people's talents just coming through coming through yeah. and everyone you know in a way there is such a force in entrepreneurial business I think that you know you're so you know they're just like almost like a slipstream that everyone goes into it and and but you know the people you attract they're there because somehow they believed in you because you haven't offered them a great security you can't give any perks you know you're not paying that much so there's something in their heart that believes in you and believes in the business. We have over 70 wonderful conversations of inspiration in our podcast library, stories from the most inspirational founders within the UK. Do let me know which ones are your favourite. It brings me so much joy. Now for the SME SOS Daily Bulletin Summary. Normal life may not return to the UK for up to six months as the government warned that strict social distancing measures may continue into the summer to help the National Health Service cope with coronavirus. The Treasury confirmed that sole employee limited company directors who pay themselves a small salary by PAYE and top that up with dividends can furlough themselves as an employee. Whilst this means you wouldn't be allowed to work, I've had confirmation that you are still allowed to complete your statutory obligations as a company director, such as looking after your employees or promoting your business. It's a simple Google search to see what you're still allowed to do. But there is no support for dividends. 
The government-backed loan scheme to help businesses through the crisis has been widened to help more businesses, both large and small, after it was reported that out of the 130,000 inquiries, less than 1,000 were approved. So last week, the Chancellor ordered banks to grant emergency loans for more businesses and that business owners looking to borrow up to £250,000 will not need to offer up a personal guarantee. Previously, the government-backed loans for small businesses were only available to firms that had been turned down for a commercial loan from their bank. That saw businesses being asked to pay interest rates of as much as 30%. Following the changes to the scheme, applications will not be limited to businesses that have been refused a loan on commercial terms. However, the Treasury has not placed any restrictions on the interest rates that banks can charge. Each week, NatWest give away their ad break space on conversations of inspiration. And now, when small businesses need our support more than ever, they have extended this opportunity across this podcast special. So now, over to this week's brilliant independent ad break winner. Hello, I'm Kate, owner of Department Store for the Mind. We design and make products with emotional health and human connection in mind, something more important now than ever before. All of our prints and greetings cards contain positive wording. Our simple reminder stickers can be dotted around your home to remind you to trust your gut and that whilst not everything will be okay, most things will be. We've recently started to donate £1 from the sale of every 10 deep breaths bracelet to Mental Health Charity Mind, a wonderful charity open to all and one that I've personally accessed recently with their workshops for parents of children with autism. 10 deep breast bracelets are to help ground you during daily stress with the idea being to inhale and exhale for each bead taking deeper longer breaths as you move along from bead to bead helping the stress to flow away to visit the shop go to www.departmentstoreforthemind.com thank you and stay well guest I welcomed was Steph Douglas, founder of Don't Buy Her Flowers. I was really looking forward to speaking to her, a mum of three, founder of a small business that was busier than ever. I knew she was going to bring a totally different perspective. One of the first things I asked her was all about the ethics of online shopping. It was obvious it was on the minds of this caring small business community. And I know some small businesses firsthand who have experienced a backlash. So I was keen to hear Steph's view. Let me get right into this because um, your business, it started in 2014. It is um, basically packages through the post that make you smile, make you happy. But there have been a few comments that we should be looking out for the posties, that actually that we shouldn't be shopping online so much because um, that is forcing the postman to be out there. The only thing I would say is I think I, you know, definitely I'm agreeing with you that if, you know, if we're not supporting small businesses online at the moment, if we're not giving them that revenue, what would happen? They are watching out for those, um, those who work for them. They're actually set up for crises. You know, this is what they do. They do Christmas very well. They're just ramping into now keeping them post, their postman safe. What do you think? 
Yeah, I think so. And so, I mean, we worked with um, a courier and they quite early on they were very conscious of like the contactless stuff and like when they come in we're then spraying down anything that they you know we've got our pallet truck and stuff like that and I think you can make it quite a controlled environment and also I think the fear of not only the people who are kind of either in work or bosses businesses or whoever but also just the general public I saw um, like people going you shouldn't be shopping online well that like at the moment that's the only money going into the economy so the question isn't whether you should be shopping online it's whoever you're shopping with are they doing everything they should be doing to keep their team safe are they doing it right responsibly because if they are then you're paying salaries you're paying mortgages you're paying you know you and also like all of our suppliers most of whom are small to medium-sized business because that's who we kind of wanted to work with that's money going into them and then that's yeah. money that the, all of their supply chain are going to get. So you kind of, you can't just, if you shut everything down and actually when we've spoken to the team and once we've kind of made sure that everyone's comfortable with all the, the things we've put in place, they want extra hours because I suppose it's a really uncertain time in terms of finance for families. Um, yeah. Um, another question. I am a wild woman. Um, that is who's asking. Not me. I'm not. I am a little bit of a wild woman. You're much more wild, Steph. Um, <laughs> asks, what advice do you have for marketing at the moment? I'm struggling to post anything sales related, yeah. but of yeah. course it's essential to business. It feels like such an icky position to be in. And I think this is so much of this community is, well, firstly, we're a nice bunch of people because the big corporates are definitely not worrying about this. How have you tackled it? But it does stick, doesn't it? It's a bit like um, if someone does a post about a lipstick or something, you're kind of looking at it going, really? Like what? Yeah. So I think personally... We actually haven't, we've hardly done any marketing. So I think social's really good because you can put more to it. You can give more content yeah. and story and you can relate to everybody that you know is going to be watching. There's nobody who's going to be seeing your stuff who isn't aware of what's happening. Yeah. So it's really weird if you don't mention it. And I think that's something that we've, when you see someone just blasting an ad for, like I said, lipstick, it just looks really strange. Um, we, I think PPC is a really good idea because then if you're, you're not, pushing your ad onto someone they're coming looking for you yeah so if it if it's something that you that we're obviously seeing uptake in people looking for care packages we do books and um, actually alcohol is selling very well gin and tonic has gone through the roof like pallets of it um and i think <laughs> that's a great thing you could learn you could take this time couldn't you to lo- learn google adwords and even though yeah. maybe have yeah. a gin and tonic um while you're doing it um, but there's so many tutorials online that you can actually learn it yourself. Think about the specifics of your business. As you said, it can now be nice and niche. People are looking for things. So actually, you will just be there. So it's not, it's it's proactive advertising, but not um, intrusive in a way. No. I've got another question for you. At Helen, the lovely keepsake company, should we be looking to be um, flexible and look for opportunities to keep us going during these weird months. Unless you are able to stop and, like I said, go, well, how am I going to use this opportunity to develop my business and, and work on ideas and have that time that I've never had? Because once you, I haven't had in six years, you know, once you start, yeah. you're just on a train, aren't you? Yeah. So it could be that for some people that's amazing. It might even be that some people go, do you know what, what I've been doing isn't right and actually I want to go in this direction and now's my chance to... I haven't had the, that thought process to be able to do that. So I think it really depends on the business and the person. 
And I think I would add to that as well. Um, so I would say, I think you should bunker down and do what you do. But if that is the case, and actually you've got hours in the day that you normally would be working and you've got that time to think, I really do think this is the time to be developing your companies. Yeah. And, and also, I suppose, the, what everyone's, well, a lot of people with families are managing to fit into their day at the moment with kids yeah. and work and everything else at the moment. Well, you're not doing your shift patterns at home, which I know you had to do, didn't you, Steph? Yeah. You had yeah. to do your shift patterns so that you could come on to see us. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'd like to pick them out. So, yeah, we're doing, we're doing, we're both working from home, so we're doing two hours on, two hours off. And then when you're not working, you've got the kids. So we're going to bed absolutely shattered. But I know that's happening all over the country and it's happening. I've got a question, Steph. I've got a question. But I don't have three kids, Steph. So you tell me, you're doing these shifts, two hours on, two hours off. Um, Yeah. There's only so much um, Joe Wicks, TV, um, even they're going to get bored of Netflix. Just tell me how you're dealing with this. One day at a time, <laughs> genuinely. Uh, it's pretty intense. And also it's intense for us as, in our, in, as a couple because yeah. our, when it's that shift, changeover shift, one of us will storm into the office and go, oh, I need to do my call. And the other one will be like, okay, I'm just finishing something. And you know that you're like jealous of each other because you're like, damn it, I want it I want longer. <laughs> or there's the resentment there. Um, and that's really challenging as well as having the kids. So I think we're probably learning quite a lot about each other, but I think you have. I don't think you can think beyond a day or two because I think yeah. maybe one thing like today we're going to make flapjack, and that might you can eke it out over quite a long period of time. And that, and I think like I think last week there were people putting up their um, schedules of school and all that stuff, and I think like I, for some people I think you you really do need a schedule, and you do need something like we start our day with Joe Wicks, you have to, and then it will be a bit of spelling, and then it will be a bit of maths, but the rest of it is kind of a bit. Ad hoc, yeah. But I do think- you have? I'm, I'm interested. It's going to be after all of this quarantine sort of arguments. Do if one of you try and sneak in doing your emails while you're on shift with the kids? I well, yeah, it's quite tense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also you have to like. I've got the team of flat out, so I'll get a message. You know, I can't, yeah. you can't ignore it. No, um, you and can't. It, the, kids, the kids will be thinking, Mummy, you're not listening. And, the, and it's really intense. <laughs> and and I, I'm genuinely, we're going to bed absolutely knackered. I mean, I, school teachers are just going to get this. When, the, when, when they go back, there's going to be this. Ah. I adore Steph's honesty because let's face it, it is tough. And we reassured each other that the government is encouraging online sales, Royal Mail is working hard to deliver your packages, and that customers are craving thoughtful products. My lovely Harry is slightly revelling in the fact that the next few weeks ahead, with no school and endless Netflix, are in sight, with the Easter holidays now upon us. I think that perhaps what is hardest about all of this is there is no end date. I can't even comprehend that kids might not go back to school until September. For now, I am trying to remind myself that there is a beauty in having to stay in and that we may well look back at this time with our children as some of the most precious times. At least that's what I'm trying to tell myself when I am negotiating with the teenage Harry to help me with the housework. Let's now reflect on some of the happy news stories out there. 
As we draw to a close of this SME SOS special, I wanted to take a moment to shine a light on some of the brilliant examples of small businesses doing fantastic things. As a community, whilst we might be small, the impact we can have on those around us is huge. Every week I'd like to include shout-outs to brilliant small businesses going above and beyond with brilliant and colourful ideas. I'd love to hear about them, so do tag me on Instagram and I will keep my eyes peeled. For the love of the North, who offer beautiful gifts, prints and cards, all sourced directly from artists who live and work in the northeast of England, they're donating 25% of their sales to the NHS. And in their first week, they raised an incredible £1,500, which is just amazing. A reminder that now, more than ever, people want to support small, compassionate companies. Well done, Paul and Lucy. We're all so proud of you. Despite everything that's going on and all the plates we're spinning, we're taking the time to thank the key workers who are working hard to keep this country moving. Mims and Family created a free downloadable poster which thanks all the couriers, delivery drivers and posties who are keeping the cogs turning. And also the incredible response from the country for hashtag clap for carers. And also the incredible response from the country for hashtag clap for carers every Thursday at 8pm. This is not only a time to show our appreciation, but also a moment for us to all feel connected. And the super talented Rosie Johnson created a wonderful piece of artwork to help spread the word. I shared it on my grid for you all. As we come to the end, I do hope you found this podcast informative and helpful. It is an extraordinary time and so much uncertainty hangs over us all. But what I do hope is that this 30 minutes has given you some clarity, new ideas or even perhaps a little bit of hope. And there will be light at the end of all of this, I promise you. Here in my home office, I'm working hard with the team to bring you all the latest breaking news, as well as discussing what it really means to the small business community. Every day on Instagram, I will be bringing you my SME SOS bulletins, which will aim to demystify the news that relates to you, but also hopefully just helps you feel that I'm right by your virtual side. On Tuesday over on my Instagram, I'll be joined live by the nation's PE teacher, Joe Wicks. And on Wednesday, Megan Carver, founder of Carver PR, will be joining me to discuss PR in this climate. And on Thursday, it will then be the brilliant Rita Clifton, who is the queen of brands, and she and I will be discussing how you can use this time to concentrate on the most important thing, along with cash, your business possesses, brand. And on Friday, I'll be donning my glitter headband and inviting you all once again to the Small Business Tea Party. Invite all your small business friends and we will try and create a new world record. I'd like to take this opportunity again to say thank you to NatWest, Dell, 3 and Royal Mail for helping us to bring this free podcast special to life. And finally, thank you to you. Because you're the wind beneath my wings and I want to wish you, your families and your business all the very best. Stay safe, stay in and I'm sending you all so much love. Bow your head and let your eyelids close on down Where we're going you won't need to bring your frown 
find that all the things that I have said will come to when you are lying in your bed. And if you want your friends to come.